This is Leading Age of the Noise E-News for the week of December 16, 2019. And now for your top stories. Minimum wage increase. Senator Kim Lightford and Representative Will Gazzardi have sponsored Senate Bill 1, which is now Public Act 101-1, which increases the state's minimum wage to $15 an hour by 2025 and $13 for those under the age of 18 by 2025. Teen wage is determined as under the age of 18 and working less than 650 hours per calendar year. And now for the changes. Currently, the minimum wage is $8.25 per hour, and teen wage is $7.75 per hour. Beginning January 1, 2020, the minimum wage goes up to $9.25 per hour, and for teens, $8 per hour. Starting July 1, 2020, the minimum wage will go up to $10 an hour. On 2021, January 1st, the minimum wage increases to $11 per hour, and for teens, $8.50 per hour. In 2022, January 1st, the minimum wage increases to $12 an hour, and for teens, $9.25. January 1st, 2023, $13 an hour will be the minimum wage, and for teens, it'll be $9.25. And January 1st, 2024, it becomes $14 an hour, $12 an hour for teens. And finally, January 1st, 2025, the minimum wage becomes $15 per hour, and for teens, it is $13 an hour. The legislation includes a complex payroll deduction tax credit for employers of 50 or fewer employees. It also increases penalties and fines for a violation of the Minimum Wage Act. An employee may recover treble damages of an underpayment along with the costs, attorney fees, and damages of 5% per month, which was previously 2%, of the amount of each underpayment following the date of payment, such as underpayments remaining unpaid. In addition, if the employer's conduct is proven by a preponderance of the evidence to be willful, repeated, or with reckless disregard, the employer is liable to the Department of Labor a penalty of $1,500 payable to its Wage Theft Enforcement Fund. The measure also allows the department to conduct random audits of employers to determine compliance. The Illinois Department of Revenue has recorded a resource page for withholding income tax minimum wage credits that was provided under Senate Bill 1. MMA expansion set for January 1, 2021. Effective January 1, 2021, The Medicare-Medicaid Alignment Initiative Program will be expanding statewide. Expanding the MMAI demonstration statewide will provide a full dual eligible beneficiaries in every Illinois county with the opportunity to receive their Medicare Parts A and B benefits, Medicare Part D benefits, and Medicaid benefits from a single Medicare-Medicaid plan, also known as the MMAI plan. As far as the MMAI program, The program brings together Medicare, Medicaid, and prescription drug benefits into one health plan. Most MMAI health plans also offer extra benefits such as more dental care and lower prescription co-pays. All MMAI health plans have care coordination to manage all the health care and long-term services and supports of enrollees. As far as contracting with participants that are participating in MMAI Illinois plans, Providers of all specialties and localities are strongly encouraged to join the multiple MMAI plan networks as soon as possible in order to participate in the statewide MMAI program. 
The 2021 Provider Network Evaluations began in February 2020. Contracting is also important for timely payment and continuity of care. As a network provider, you will be able to provide care to new and existing Medicare Medicaid dually eligible patients while benefiting from simpler reimbursement systems and a team-based approach to care. Now, why should I participate in the MMAA as a contracted provider? It aligns with Illinois' overall efforts to provide higher quality and more coordinated care, including better care through a clinically integrated person-centered care model, better value by supporting reimbursement models that focus on quality, not quantity, through financial incentives, and better health for the individual through flexible benefits aimed at providing the right to care at the right time in the right place. For questions regarding this notice, you can direct them to the Department's Bureau of Managed Care at 217-524-7478. Hear from key United States Senate staff on the next Leading Age Capitol Hill Insights Call. The next Capitol Hill Insights Call is Thursday, December 19th at 1 p.m. You will hear from Greg Mathis, a health legislative aide for U.S. Senator Mark Varner, on the new companion CNA lockout legislation and also find out about what's happening on Capitol Hill in the final weeks of the year. During this call, you will also get the latest updates from leading age experts on aging services policy in Congress. Topics will be discussed such as an update on the new CNA lockout bill in the U.S. Senate, housing funding and policy legislation, and the home health payment policy legislation. This meeting will be interactive and there will be a chance to ask questions via your computer or ask through the online call. Sign up now. And now for the CCRC section of Leading Age Illinois E-News for the week of December 16, 2019. New CMS rule could affect tax exemptions for life plan communities. The CMS issued a proposed regulation in November 2019 that seeks to change the type of provider types and taxes states can levy and still receive federal Medicaid matching funds. The proposed rule may disallow state exemptions that currently allow life plan communities to save significant money. The new rule is part of a broader effort by CMS to limit federal spending via state provider taxes, supplemental payments, and other items as a part of the Medicaid Fiscal Accountability Regulation, also known as MFAR. Previously, Leading Age posted an analysis of the proposed rule and a full side-by-side -side comparison of the rule to current policy. This article focuses on the rule's potential impact on life plan communities. The tax exemptions for life plan communities. Almost every state charges nursing home providers some sort of provider tax. Often it's based on bed count. In some states, life plan communities are exempt from paying the tax and pay a discounted amount. As a result, these communities, which are often private pay driven, save significant monies by not having to pay the tax. Under the CMS proposal, however, these tax exemptions may not be allowed to continue and life plan communities may have to pay provider taxes. In regards to state taxes in the federal match, the federal government matches state Medicaid funding dollar for dollar, sometimes more, and states have long used provider taxes to increase the amount of state funds that can be used to receive the monies and the federal match. The proposed rule seeks to condition the receipt of the federal money on state provider taxes and meeting certain new criteria. Specifically, CMS proposes to disallow matching for state funds 
generated by taxes that impose undue burden on Medicaid. The proposed rules list out situations that would pose such a burden on Medicaid, including not taxing groups of providers with no Medicaid services or taxing those providers at a lower rate compared to other groups. CMS also writes in the proposal that it can identify groups based on commonalities, that it could be a proxy for having no or relatively lower Medicaid activity than other providers, thereby burdening Medicaid. In other words, tax exemptions for life plan communities could likely be considered by CMS as a non-compliant with the proposal and, if finalized, could be disallowed for the purposes of federal matching funds. Since most provider taxes exist to generate additional federal dollars, states could simply extend existing taxes to life plan communities. State tax structures do vary. It's worth noting that provider tax structures are state-based. While most states have a provider tax for nursing homes, each state has its own tax level and conditions for exemptions. Some states do not exempt or provide discounts to the life plan communities, while others provide a full exemption. There are some resources available that list state-level provider taxes, but there's no central hub for data on how life plan communities are treated across all states. Leading Age is working with our state partners to identify the role of a life plan community exemption and discounts in nursing home provider taxes, and they will communicate the findings to CMS. And now for the skilled nursing and post-acute section of Leading Age Illinois' e-news. Take advantage of Leading Age Illinois' webinar subscription offer. Pay once, learn often. Leading Age Illinois is once again offering a webinar subscription program to its nursing home and CCRC slash life plan community members. For $695 per site, these organizations will receive a subscription to an unlimited number of Leading Age Illinois webinars in the 2020 calendar year. The webinars will have an emphasis on regulations, legal, operations, and human resources. The subscription will include a guaranteed minimum of 10 different webinars. There are several webinars already scheduled, including Employment, Labor, and Legal Update 2020, TIPA Snow, and Compliance and HIPAA. The subscription will include a guaranteed minimum of 10 different webinars. And as a bonus, a link to webinar recordings will be emailed to subscribers whether or not staff has participated in this webinar. The webinar subscription is site-specific and applies only to Leading Age Illinois-hosted webinars. Exclusions for some webinars may apply. The subscription includes one phone line and connection per site. For information about the webinar subscription, click here for information on the Leading Age Illinois website. Federal Companion Bill introduced to address the CNA lockout issue for nursing homes. Take action today and tell your U.S. representative and senators to co-sponsor H.R. 4468 and S-2993, which are bills at the federal level. Momentum continues to grow in the grassroots efforts to provide regulatory relief that will allow for better care for residents in nursing homes. Thanks to the advocacy efforts of Leading Age Illinois members and Leading Age members nationwide, support is increasing for H.R. 4468, the Nursing Home Quality Workforce Act. In the U.S. House and in the Senate, it is S-2993. Please contact Congress today on this issue and urge support as well as the co-sponsoring of this legislation. Ask your House members to support H.R. 4468 and your U.S. Senator to support S-2993. We also encourage you to share this action alert with your residents, 
families, staff, and board. Now for more on the issue, Senator Mark Varner out of Virginia and Senator Tim Scott out of South Carolina introduced this bipartisan legislation in the Senate as S-2993. What it would do is it would end the mandatory two-year CNA lockout for nursing homes if they've been fined over a certain threshold amount. Provider relief and help to ensure that members can provide quality care for residents is also included in the legislation. H.R. 4468 and S-2993 allow nursing homes to regain their nursing assistant training authority when all deficiencies have been corrected, and it authorizes CMS to monitor homes as necessary. S-2993 has additional limits on which homes can regain their training program back and allows nursing homes to have access to the National Practitioner Data Bank to improve background checks. Both bills are important to facilitate quality improvement in our nation's nursing homes. The goal is to get this legislation passed by the end of the year. So send a message today and encourage your elected members of Congress to show their support by co-sponsoring this bill, and please do it today. Thanks again for your advocacy. Quarterly LTCH Compare Refresh Data is now available. The December 219th Quarterly Long-Term Hospital Compare Refresh is now available. This compare update reflects quality data submitted between quarter 2 to 2018 and quarter 1 in 2019. CMS has additionally included the annual update to the Discharge to Community Quality Measure. Data for the quality measure, percent of residents or patients that have new or worsened pressure ulcers, short stay, will continue to reflect data between quarter 3, 2017, and quarter 2 of 2018. This data will continue to be publicly displayed until such time as the new changes in skin integrity, post-acute care, pressure ulcer, and injury is publicly displayed in fall 2020, as finalized in the FY 2018 final rule. As of the December 19th refresh, CMS will no longer publicly display the National Healthcare Safety Network facility-wide inpatient hospital onset bacteria outcome measure as finalized by the FY219 final rule. And now for the housing section of Leading Age Illinois' e-news. Urge Congress to support 202 program HUD spending bill and make sure it's finalized. Congress recently made progress on year-end spending negotiations and is now finalizing details of HUD's fiscal year 2020 appropriations bill. The House and Senate are spending bills that are far apart on a key leading age priority, funding for new housing under Section 202. The House bill includes $140 million for new Section 202 homes, and the Senate bill includes $0, zero funds for new Section 202 homes. Your representative and senator need to hear from you on these key messages today. And the message is, retain the House bill's $140 million for new 202 homes. And act a final FY20 HUD bill before December 20th to avoid additional CRs, which are continuing resolutions. Send a message to your, your elected officials in Congress today and urge them to expand affordable housing for older adults. Your voice will make a huge difference as we work with Congress to finish the job on funding for these vital programs. How you can help? You can call or email your lawmakers today. You can also forward this action alert. Share the information with residents in your community and suggest they call as well. The proposed changes will directly impact them. 
and you should also share this with your staff, families, and your board members. Thanks in advance for your context and your advocacy. Faust appointed Executive Director of the Illinois Housing Development Authority. Kristen Faust has been appointed Executive Director of the Illinois Housing Development Authority. She has over 30 years of affordable housing industry experience. As the state's, the state's chief affordable housing official, Faust is charged with leading the state housing policy to advance the authority's mission on financing the creation and preservation of affordable housing throughout the state of Illinois. Prior to joining IHDA, Faust served as president of Neighborhood Housing Services of Chicago, a community development organization committed to helping homeowners and strengthening neighborhoods. Before joining them, she was the chief credit officer and director of lending and network services at Partners for the Common Good. In that role, she was responsible for the growth and oversight of the domestic and international loan portfolio. In addition to that, the executive director served as a president of the Enterprise Community Loan Fund. This fund is one of the largest non-depository community development financial institutions in the country. Early in her career, she spent 15 years in community development banking in Chicago, primarily with LaSalle National Bank, where she started the Community Development Lending Department. She's a graduate of Harvard University, where she obtained a master's in city and regional planning. She also graduated from Brown University, where she has a Bachelor of Arts in Political Science and Philosophy. And now for your home and community-based services section of Leading Age Illinois' e-news. Urge Congress to support the Home Health Payment Innovation Act. We are asking for your help in urging your members of U.S. Congress to support the Home Health Payment Innovation Act, H.R. 2573, and in the Senate, S-433. As a result of the Bipartisan Budget Act of 2018, the recently released Medicare Home Health Proposed Rule reduces rates to home health providers under the pay Payment-Driven Groupings Model, PDGM, and it presently means that 4.36% reductions due to the new behavioral assumptions policy changes. The Home Health Payment Innovation Act will improve the plan changes and prohibit CMS from reducing payment for Medicare home health services based on faulty, presumptive assumptions before they go into effect in 2020. It will require the use of evidence to make payment changes, allowing for a more accurate reimbursement system that better aligns payment with patient care needs. The legislation would also waive homebound rules for certain Medicare beneficiaries. Email your members of Congress today in support of the Home Health Payment Innovation Act of 2019. To mitigate the adverse incentives in the Home Health Perspective Payment System and to better line payments with the cost of services. We need to have this bill passed before the BBA changes go into effect at the end of this year. And now for other news in Leading Age Illinois e-news. Take part in the Leading Age Illinois PAC. Contributing to the Leading Age Illinois PAC is a key part of protecting the industry against harmful legislation limiting the ability to provide the highest quality care and services to older adults. Like our voices, our contributions collectively make a large difference in providing the strength and ability to pool our resources and influence public policy. You can contribute online anytime and on the PAC webpage. And if you have any questions, please contact Jason Speaks. And now for your education calendar. In 2020, the webinar subscription is available from January through December 2020. 
On January 15, 2020, a webinar is titled Employment and Labor Law Updates. January 22, 2020, a webinar titled HIPAA Hazards and Social Media Snafus. February 5, 2020, a webinar titled Phase 3 Compliance is Coming, Are You Ready? And March 17 through 19, 2020, it's Leading Age Illinois Annual Meeting and Expo. Save the date for these programs. April 15th and 16th in Springfield, we will have our Assisted Living Boot Camp 1.0. June 2nd, also in Springfield, Assisted Living Boot Camp 2.0. September 15th, the Home Care Services Boot Camp, located in Chicago, Springfield, and Belleville. September 30th, the Senior Living Conference, located in Lyle and Naperville. And November 17th and 18th, in Woodridge, it's the Assisted Living Boot Camp 1.0. Did you miss any webinars this year? All 2019 webinars have been recorded and the recordings are available for purchase at a reduced rate. From PDPM to marijuana to biometrics to managed care, all recordings are available to purchase here. Use them to train your staff. Need resources at your fingertips? Click here to view the members-only resource library for a variety of toolkits and information. And that concludes the December 16, 2019 version of Leading Age Illinois E-News. Thank you for listening. And to view any of the links or stories in full, please visit our website, www.leadingageil.org. Thank you.